everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy over there is Chris. And Chris, he is, as always. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Life is good. Yeah. Family is good. What else do I have to complain about? Um, I don't know. I mean, like the weather, I guess. It's not really that bad, at least here. I mean, if you uh, live the rain in cleared states, up so. that we were supposed to get. Uh, they're still saying 30% tomorrow, but I got the front yard mode. Some other things came up, whatever. But yeah, weather's good. Uh, I mean, I could complain, but I won't. <laughs> It's a little hard. I mean, we yeah, could complain. Summer, we could complain. Summertime. We could complain about our first piece of news tonight, if you want. But uh, I digress. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I'm doing pretty good, by the way. A little tired. How are you but, doing, you Josh? Know. Sorry. How are you? <laughs> I, I, I am an a hole, aren't I? Sorry. Um. I did that to my cool, neighbor right? today. I was. They were like, "How are you doing?" I was like, "I'm good." Started my mower <laughs> about my day. Sorry, I do that to people at work all the time. I was just like, and like, I hate it when I'm like, well, pass it. Okay, so as a lot of people listening know, I I work in a hospital, and it's I'm not a small hospital. Oh, it is busy. not the also not a hospital. general hospital. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, I'll see people I know in the hall, and then I'll be like, hey, so and so. They're like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, fine, fine, I guess. I how are you and, and now and then it becomes like a conversation and for those out there that don't know i hate the stop and chat small talk i hate it so much like i when i go to the grocery store i like i keep my head on a swivel constantly looking around to see <laughs> if i know someone at the store because it almost he's, always happens he's perfect even though i'm even though i move towns i still run oh, into God. people that i know he's perfect and so i constantly have to make keep an eye out doesn't matter what time of the day either morning noon night doesn't matter and i'm not trying to say i'm popular i just i'm all i'm saying is i've spent a lot of time in a he's, bar he's a local <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that where it is <laughs> um um so you um, yeah like so anyways i'll like i'll like i'll like cart. duck down an aisle that i don't need to go down like i'll I'll get into like you know the health food like you know nutrition aisle and just to avoid a stop and chat with someone and certain people know that i hate the stop and chat so they will actively like they'll be like Oh, you know, like on. an Just aisle away, on. like I'm at one end, they're at, and they're at the complete opposite end. They're like, Josh, Josh. And I'm like, oh, they do it intentionally. I got you now. I got you. Yes, yes. They're doing it to as, mess they, with as they should. Cheers to them. No, no. I feel like that, like, and now I've, and, and now I like to um, keep earbuds in it, or like I'll bring my, my headphones here with me. And oh, right. uh, that way I can't hear people. Sorry, I didn't hear you screaming across name. the grocery store. It was on purpose. Did it, did it look like I was ignoring you? That's because I was. <laughs> anyway, so old, we're here to talk about space football, and we got some. <laughs> and let's uh, let's pivot to our news here. Our news. We actually oh, have yeah. some news oh, this goodness. week. Yes, some news. Which which here. Um, which item of news would you like to start with first? Wasn't it Achilles? I didn't even write that one. <laughs> the actual injury was. Well, for those of you who don't know, Achilles, Cam Akers, yes. Akers is done with an, a ruptured Achilles, I believe. I don't even think it was torn. I think they might have used the literal word ruptured. Point is, recovery is going to be a while. He's done for the season. The like obvious uh, name that pops into one's head is uh, Daryl Henderson. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about a top offense in the NFC, top offense in the NFL. Me and Josh have been 
lavishing praise upon Matthew Stafford, the coaching staff. For years. The running back of choice. Well, with Stafford, in Stafford's case, yes. Uh, the running back Akers, uh, Cam Akers, for, uh, for, for weeks, you know. Um, he was kind of slotting right into that end of the first territory where we were willing to take maybe one or two receivers after, a, a, you know, several backs in the beginning of the draft. Now uh, we're left to kind of uh, gather the pieces, uh, so to speak. Uh, so uh, I guess we resisted the urge to uh, to put out something quickly as far as content on it. Uh, we wanted to kind of uh, mull it over and some things came up. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you my quick two cents and a couple things that we've got here. Um, Number one, when I think of fantasy football, I think of some form of PPR in most cases. Nowadays, half point at least. Henderson's targets were abysmal uh, in the season where Akers last year was nursing torn rib cartilage. Um, Henderson's not a workhorse type in my opinion. He's a one-cut slasher, doesn't have a whole lot of wiggle. Uh, it invokes like a, a Tevin Coleman type of player in my mm-hmm. eyes, uh, although maybe not quite as tall, maybe an inch or two. I was going to say, I was going to say faster. Meaning Henderson's faster? Maybe yeah. now, maybe now uh, you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm, about I'm a, talking about now. Yeah. I'm talking about like more of a profile at this point in their careers. Also, um, even they don't uh, uh, even they didn't pick up a free agent or trade. Uh, sorry. Even if uh, they don't uh, pick up a free agent or trade for uh, trade for one. Uh, the name Gordon has been mentioned. Gurley, obviously Yeldon, uh, Sony Michelle. I still see Henderson as like a 60-40 guy, uh, and he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, with a little pass game usage, though, that, that's the kind of one of the caveats I'm going I'm to harp on there. Uh, the Rams, Rams know what they have in Henderson, and they still chose to draft K-Makers in the second round last year, which, may I remind you, was their first pick of the draft because they traded their first round for uh, Jalen Ramsey. Quick dynasty. When, when is the next time that the, oh, the sorry to interrupt? Uh, when fine. is the next time that the, the Rams actually are going to have a first round pick? Because they just constantly trade <laughs> that it is away. That's the sole reason I had to look it up, Josh. Was I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Ramsey year, but it's happened a couple times. Uh, yeah, it's, it's happened quite a few times. He's an, that's an aggressive front office, and they have the coaches back. Yeah. And, sure. and I think we have to argue that's going to still happen for another year or two. Uh, so, um, a quick dynasty dip. Um, I'm no doctor. Uh, but the track record for players returning from uh, re- returning to form from an Achilles tear is not good, especially at the running back position. Now we used to think the same thing about a uh, a uh, not a ACL. hamstring. Thank you, ACL. Uh, but even if Akers ACL look, used to be a career-ending one, and same with like, uh, Achilles, and and the Achilles is actually like they've gone. It's gone yeah. a long way in like the last like five years. Even that's so a little I mean, bit like, of chatter. I've come, heard it's a little bit. You of can come back sure. from it, mm-hmm. and I think like as long as. They a don't baby him and b don't rush him back because injuries like severe injuries like this can go one of two ways. If you rush him back, they don't heal properly. If you baby him too much, they don't heal heal properly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's yeah. on on the individual person that has the injury. Um, keep Work going ethic. with your thing, and then I'll, and then the I'll, last thing I was going to say, I'll, I'll say my bit at the end was actually to that point since this is the last couple of comments is kind of a dynasty angle here is that um even if he does return to form even if we do like the medical advances even if he's a he's the hardest worker we've seen etc and we're talking best case scenario he returns to 90 percent and up right like 90 to 100 if he returns 100 awesome do you think the rams are going to sit around and wait for that because we are not talking about acl to your point an acl nowadays is what less than 12 months I'm, yeah, twelve months. Yeah, less than twelve. Depends months. on the person, but exactly. Yeah. It depends on a lot of factors, but generally, uh, you know, wasn't is Jarwin not an ACL? We could throw him in the news. Uh, he's full go apparently. So that's the last thing I was going to say about Acres is that 
even if he does return to 100%, are we sure the Rams are going to stick around and wait for it? Because it could be more like a year and a half, you know, with this injury, even if, and, and just, it's a value conversation. Are they going to willing to sit, sit around? And then it's, we have to it's hard talk to about say, which, which situation will he end up in then? We like the player. It's we hard like the to player. say. It is. I would. I would assume not. Like not having the Rams salary cap information sitting in front of me, and I'm not going to actually look it up because I just want to move along, keep the show rolling. Well, half um, is that it? Is it gone. kind of depends on. I don't think they're going to make a major play like trade for running back. I don't. I don't. I do not see it happening. I think you they're going to stay with what keep, they have in house. I think they're going to try and sign someone off the street for as cheap oh, as they can oh, get. I misunderstood you. Gotcha. Did you say trade? I don't think they're going to trade. Okay, that's fine. No, I could agree with that, but I, I think, think it would I be think they would either trade or sign a free agent. Foolish to I trade would... for a running back. Dude, you can get a running back for like a fifth-round pick. We're talking like Sony Michelle, Royce Not Freeman. Not a good one. Royce We're not also, talking about a great one Royce in Henderson has a either. Home. How do you – okay, who, I mean, but we don't need to spend any more time on Akers. All I'm saying is how, how good do you think Akers is in comparison? Le'Veon Bell, I think, is washed. He's not good at all because he's injured. <laughs> did I say the wrong name? Daryl Henderson. I didn't say Cam Akers. Did I? He did. Oh, darn it. Henderson. Henderson? He'll be serviceable. Here's here's my take on it. And and it's not and it's not necessarily I think we're looking at the wrong aspect here. Let's forget about the Rams backfield. This is my take on it. Yeah, sure. You want to try if you're in a dynasty and you have Cam Akers, maybe throw exactly a Henderson trade out there and see if you can get them on the cheap. Oh yeah, okay. go for it. Okay. Here's what here's my take on it. And I think you're looking at the wrong thing. I think this helps Stafford, and it helps um, Robert Woods, and it helps Cooper Cup. And I think that they are going to try and duplicate what Matthew Stafford has done almost his entire career in Detroit, and that is just use the uh, the short passing game no, as an extension of the run Absolutely. game. Absolutely, I love the. I think game. that's. I think if that's the way, if they're going to do that, I think it's 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 going to. It might be a bumpy transition for Sean McVay as far as play calling, but I think Matthew Stafford is definitely a quarterback that can pull it off because he has been doing it for almost his entire mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. So, and if anything, that really helps Cup and Woods. And, you know, there's also Van Jefferson there too. Let's not forget about him and Higby. So I think that this bumps their value up more. What about Henderson? I mean, obviously having not, having not really looked Brady, Brady. at like delved dived into my dived dove into no, my rankings at all rankings to, to modify them this week or et cetera. Yeah, that we're not we're not going there. But where you I, at? With I him? mean, yeah, you like yeah, you should try and get him. You want him on your team, but I think you're right. I don't think he's an eighty five percent or even a seventy five percent. He's more of a sixty forty. Okay, so we're we're on the same page with Henderson himself. Yeah. I love the and then angle. and there might be and there might be some dark horse that emerges out of this backfield too that it that becomes fantasy relevant. It's just hard to say right now. Um, after this news broke, what two days ago? You know, less. We were, we only record a show less. like once a, once a week. So oh, is it two days now? It might actually be my bad. It's That's two three two three days. Um, sometime within the past seventy two hours, Cam two things I would has say, ruptured his Achilles. <laughs> right. Um, last two things I would say is I love the passing angle that you're taking there. I completely agree. However, I think that whether it's trade or free agency, I, I think they're absolutely going to bring a guy in because if Henderson gets hurt, which let's be honest, yeah, that's oh, been no, pretty commonplace. Right. We're not going to rely on the guy I wanted to mention, Xavier Jones, uh, necessarily. Although Dynasty folks, go. He's pick not him up Professor now. X. It's I'm pretty sure it's Xavier. <laughs> I said Xavier. 
Oh, yeah. that's Xavier. The same thing, just tomato, tomato. Whatever. No, it's not. You're throwing an extra. He's not I, Professor I, X. He's not Charles Xavier. He's Xavier Jones. Fine. Pronounce it. How I you just will. wanted to throw an X Men uh, reference in there. That's that, all. I wasn't really trying to. I, know, I wasn't trying to make fun of you. Is, I just is, wanted to talk about Charles Xavier because he's awesome. Uh, is, is the last thing I was going to say jerk, is that uh, Henderson's been hurt, so I think they're absolutely bringing a guy because if they're going to eat, if, to your point, if they're going to pass more. They need to protect this guy because Stafford needs protection. Uh, and we are still there with his fantasy assets and himself and the quarterback himself. Yeah, we still the offense will be fine. I just think Henderson's not a guy you want to pursue into the fourth and third round. That's 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 ludicrous. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. We got a lot, man. We got a lot of camp and football to go. I can't wait. All right. Yep. Yep. Let's let's move on to next order of business. Uh, um, just a just a quick recap before we move on. Actually, mm-hmm. is that like if you're in dynasty and you have Cam Akers on your team, I mean you're you're kind of boned for this year. You know, like you can't rely on him. In and dynasty, I'm picking up Cup. I'm I, I'm like if. Hopefully you, move, hopefully you handcuffed him with Daryl Henderson as oh, one should sure. with a lot of their running backs in Dynasty, but it's a little it was probably a little bit harder to do. Handcuffs are absolutely different in Dynasty. Um, and you can, and like I said, you can try and throw out maybe a decent uh, to cheap trade offer for Henderson, hoping that the person in your Dynasty league is not really paying that much attention to the news. And you know, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. important. It never hurts to try it, right? Well, if you're I the mean, Henderson owner in Dynasty, and then we'll get off this. What do you think? I'm holding. What do you think? Like a like a third I mean, round I'm, pick? Is I'm not that hold, too low? I'm not like going to hold. Too high? I'm not going to hold the Acres owners hostage. That's not. That's not usually my style. Are we talking about I, David Acres now? <laughs> We're talking about Daryl Henderson. And if you're a dynasty owner of Henderson and you do not own Acres and you have an obviously the Acres owner is out there in your in your league, I'm not necessarily going to hold the guy hostage. But there's also other people that might be targeting said Henderson that are not the Acres owner. I'm not saying like. Hold to some think, ridiculous. Okay, okay. Like, so here, maybe he blows this? up in week two or three. That's when you sell. Like, don't take, don't take, or, you know, I don't know, below first, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. First, a second at least. I'm not going to give him up. I'll keep him, especially if I'm, if he's been sitting there doing nothing for me, and I've got some depth at running back in front of him, and I'm like, well, he's been sitting here. Why would I give him up? I've got. I was going to say the exact roster. opposite. If I have plenty of depth, I'm going to look at him and just be like, I'm going to take the best offer available right now because well, that's think what this... I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That best offer might be a late first, in my opinion, Josh. I think so. I I got what you're saying. I uh, a team I'm that's sorry. like in I, championship I mode. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, maybe a team in championship mode that's like, dude, my first is going to be like nine through twelve at you know at latest, or I win it all. They might be, in particular, if they're an Acres owner, but even if they're not, they might be sitting there looking, hmm, you know, my 112, my 111, maybe it's maybe it's a 201. I, I'll give that wiggle room or so, you know, and obviously we're all predicting what record that said Dynasty team will end up at. But there, there's there, there's something to be had there. There's a deal to be had there. I also really like the uh, cup angle, but that's all I have to say. Up woods that entire receiving core. Yep, right there. and redraft. Yeah, I, I might see some big value there. I don't have his ADP in front of me, but I digress. Um, one thing I was gonna say is that, and this is a kind of a moving on from the whole Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson thing, is that if you're in win now or like I was gonna say like if your aspirations for this 
your season in Dynasty, like right now, like say you you're looking at your team and you're like, man, my team is stacked. I'm looking at like my I'm like it's championship or bust with this team, you know. And like, would you really trade away your first round pick right now? I think I'm gonna wait till at some point later in the season for someone that I think is yeah. gonna maybe help me better hold, than hold is really than, the theme of the Darryl night. I think. I think really the theme of the night is hold. Plus, and even in redraft and keeper, we're still just in July. Like, it you can't really even do anything if you wanted to, you know. We're yeah. we're, we're talking more. All right, let's let's, let's yeah. move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you got next? Uh, yeah, we got more news. We got more news. news. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll not bury the lead. I'll try and go with the more uh, bigger stuff here. We've got some announcements from the NFL concerning vaccinations and COVID. The NFL just informed clubs. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from uh, Tom Pelissar on Twitter. Uh, the NFL just informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18 week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit in all caps and be credited with a loss for playoff seating per sources. Okay. Goes on, and goes the on thing on. that I read about it was, it was that they could be facing a forfeit. And also okay. I would like to throw in the caveat that yes, this is going to be a 17 game season. The first in NFL history, but last year in the 16 game season, they re- they did everything in the world to reschedule these games Fair. and at sometimes they were Very definitely breaking that 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 10 day grace period or incubation whatever incubation or isolation incubation or, uh, yeah uh, whatever thing you know you know what we're saying you lived yep. last year yep. you, you weren't born the, a month here. ago i'm still um <laughs> i'm talking about you the listener um oh, right. watcher whatever so yeah like let like i was saying i just wanted to make like you know reiterate the fact that they went over the moon to make sure that every game happened last season. Not a single game was canceled. Mm. So the fact that like more and more and more people are being vaccinated, the fact that this is like has a potential of happening, I'm gonna give it like a five percent chance. You know, like of this, uh, you're gonna give a five percent chance of it ever coming up during the season, at least during the regular. Yeah, season. like there's we'll gonna be there's there's probably gonna be a scare here and there, but. I don't think it's really I think the NFL wants every single game to happen as they showed last year. You, you know, know what I hope like, I, I, I hope that I, I wish some of these um I'll just put it this way. I'm pro vaccination. I wish some of these folks would come around and maybe put forth a good example. I can't guarantee that's gonna happen. From a fantasy football perspective, I completely agree with Josh that it's probably a blip on the radar. I might put it a higher than five yep. percent. But that's neither here nor there. I think uh, the NFL we're, is we're just, in, we're is in just, July and we're all living our lives so far better than we were this time last year, right? Yep, that's for sure. So let's this let's, time last year. <laughs> yeah, I was so looking let, outside. Let's take and that being like, I feel like I feel like I'm a prisoner. Yeah, so Anyways, let's take that positive. Let's move angle. on with our show. Let's, so let's, let's take that positive angle show. with football, fantasy football, and life, man. Let's go. Let's 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 and let's, and, and uh, real quick PSA. If you're not, if you're not vaccinated, wear a freaking mask, please. It's for your safety and everyone else who is not vaccinated either. Last bit I'm of saying. news we've got here. Uh, oh, you got one more thing? I uh, two more things quickly. Oh, uh, this new segment is so long. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson <laughs> is on the NFI. I have no idea yeah. oh, why. That's, that's important. Uh, Amari Cooper for the Cowboys. This is something to keep an eye on. This is why this is the last thing to mention. This is important. He came in on the PUP list. Uh, We're not in panic mode yet, uh, but 
we start talking about this two weeks from now, I might be moving my CD ranking. We'll just put it that way. Could see more yes, 12 personnel if Amari isn't ready come mid-August, let's say. Uh, Wasn't this a thing like last year or two years ago, and it ended up not really being a thing? Specifically with Amari? I don't um... Yeah. But he had some sort of foot injury, and then it really wasn't a big deal. He, he's obviously the type of player that's going to get veteran preferential treatment, but this is something to keep an eye on. All right. Let's just put it but, that way. Okay. So here today, we are to do a show that is called At the Right Price. And what that means is that Chris and I talk about football a lot behind, like, off the camera, too. That's why we're doing this show is because we just we can't. Shut the heck up. Why not why it. not put it down for um, prosperity's sake, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, we got the we have the technology, you know, we thought of we we gave it we gave it more of a we are able to not should we be doing it, you know, that sort of thing. So <laughs> we are willing um, and able. Yes. So we uh so by at the right price it means that like we like certain players, but maybe not at their ADP right now. So for example, my first guy is George Kittle. The tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, if no one is familiar with George Kittle, his mm -hmm. current ADP is the 303. That means the third pick of the third round. And that is in 12-man league, 12-person leagues, to put it that way. And I wanted to start out with the reason why I don't like George Kittle at the 303. Oh, I'm sorry. He's also the, the, tight, the third tight end coming off of average draft boards, too. And so it's not that I don't like George Kittle as tight end three. It's that I just don't know if I want to take my tight end three as the third pick of the third round. A lot of threes in there, weirdly enough, but mm -hmm. I, then that's not why I chose it. <laughs> um, I just think that after Kelsey and Waller, that I want to wait a little bit on drafting Kittle. I think I think he's just he gives me enough cause for concern that I want to I want to hit like another round or two, probably more like one more round of another running back or a wide receiver coming off the board. So I'd really like him better in the fourth. That's not a big disparity, but you know, that's still like, there's still a thing. And here's my problem with Kittle, it, like his quarterback situation. How long is Jimmy G going to last this season? And is he going to be any good while he is in there in that same category? Once Jimmy G, if Jimmy G does get bounced out and Trey Lance comes in, is he going to be any better or worse? And is he going to be looking at Kittle? Like, there are quarterbacks out there that just don't really quite look for the tight end all that much, even if they have a good one, you know, like insert Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll talk about you in a second, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah but it, but if you're one that, uh, that, that has, if you're a personnel department that has Kittle on your roster, don't you take that into account when you take a quarterback? Is If, if you can, I understand if yeah. there's like a Peyton Manning or something, sure, you take, you just take him no matter what. I, I'm just saying. I know what you, I know what you're saying. It's just one of my, ahead, it's though. just one that of my things. My interjection. Um, um, second is his wide is the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver core. It's probably the best that it's been in pretty much Kittle's entire career with the Niners. And that would be with a, a supposedly healthy Debo Samuel <laughs> right, and, right. and Brandon Ayuk as of right now. And he's never actually played with those two guys, same guys on the field. Okay. I, he's rarely guys. played with those two guys on the, on the same field at the oh. same time. So with those two guys out there and they're, you know, they're, I, I mean, I think we both agree that they're pretty solid wide receivers, you know, but there's been some discussion um, about Ayuk maybe becoming the one. I think there's a size preference there, but we'll, see, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's a, that's a discussion for a different day. Um, 
But so with those two out there, are they going to siphon some potentially siphon some targets away from Kittle? Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm -hmm. And this the last thing I have written down here, and this is a really really small thing, and it's health. He's dealt with some what? He's Small, dealt with some minor injuries. He, he missed. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think it has to be mentioned. He missed Go seven ahead. games last year. He was he he was banged up a little bit in 2019. Um, he missed like a game, but still, like it's it's and like I'm not. I'm saying I'm giving this like a three to five percent like cause for concern worry here, but it's just enough. Like when you factor that in with the with the uh, wide receivers and the quarterback situation, then I'm gonna I want to bump. Kittle down like a, another round, you know, and like I said, take another running back or wide receiver usually instead of mm-hmm. taking Kittle. Um, one last thing that I have here too is that you know he in 2019 he was the tight end three in the 2020 he was or I'm sorry, and then okay in his rookie year in 2017 he was a tight end 21, which you know you're a rookie tight end whatever. Sure. 2018 he was a tight end two. Um, yeah, and yeah. he was a tight end 19 season, yeah. due to injury last season, you know? Fair, and so fair. like there, there's some, there's some disparities in there. Um, I also skipped the 2018 when he was a tight end two and 2019 where he was a tight end three. I'm sorry. I did that wrong. My bad. Yeah, um, now. yep. And I, I just like, once again, I'm not saying that Kittle deserves to doesn't deserve to be the tight end three. It's just where he's get the the round and the I, I, beginning of the third round mm-hmm. where his ADP is, and that that I mean, and ADP is at is average. Like the first word of that of of that acronym is average. So sometimes he might be going in the end of the second, and sometimes later in the third. But at the three hundred three, mm. seems a little steep for me, just for yeah. me yeah. personally. I'm right there with you. And man. and uh, there's and the, here's some guys that are going behind mm-hmm. him that I'd rather have. DJ Moore, Raheem Mostert, his teammate, David Montgomery, surprisingly enough, Mike Evans, Kareem Hunt. You know, like this, like adding these guys to your core group of wide receivers slash running backs is probably going to make your team better than it is with Kittle there instead of them. Personal opinion. I, th- I think I think for the most part we're on the same page. I think the injury thing has to be mentioned, especially if we, 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 we go into dynasty angle there, uh, long-term, et cetera, uh, as well as the quarterback discussion. Now I would pull the reins back a little bit on the quarterback discussion in terms of, I'm not I'm really st- worried about dynasty at the moment. So like, I hear you. Kind of- we're more, we're more in training camp and, uh, coming up in August and I'm in redraft and, mode, right. at the moment. So I know, know, but it's, it's always pertinent for a dynasty guy. Um, we are usually the type of guys who like to punt at tight end. And the only thing I would say, the last two things I would say is that, uh, number one, I'd like to put you to task on Waller and his slot. Um, I guess it was only one thing. I'm sorry. I guess maybe kind I said of, the I'm thing kind already. of okay with where Waller is going, which, excuse me for a second while I look it up. But, um, oh, um, yeah, I had let it me see just here. Two seconds he ago. is going, right, he, he was going right at the end of the second round. So that's, I'm okay with that, you know, like, Taking Waller over, Waller over, like you know. I'm not going to say I'm a, guy, I'm a, I'm a Kelsey, Kelsey in the first or early second, and then bust type of guy yet. But I'm leaning that way right now. I just he's absolutely worth it. But I think Waller is too, though. I don't. I'm not exactly scared of like Waller's comp- I like competition. I know moment. it's I know it's not the most popular opinion, but I do think Carr's got something 
to be said here, but eh, anyway, it'll be good enough. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, what's what, who's uh, who's a guy that you would like at the right price? The first guy I want to talk about tonight at the right price. Uh, I've kind of beat him to death here in maybe more ways than one, despite the fact that he literally has not cheated on that he has not slept with my wife. <laughs> Despite what Josh may tell you. Um, this is Melvin Gordon. Uh, he is currently ADP 6.03. That's the third pick of the sixth round. Um, I think most folks that have been listening, watching, would see that I'm kind of a Javante guy. Now, I included Gordon tonight because I want to I want to say I'm kind of uh, maybe doing some fence riding here, but let, let me continue. Um, I feel like a lot of folks are just kind of waiting on the shoe to drop with Gordon. I've heard some pushback about him not getting traded conversation. Um, uh, it's not so much an indictment on Gordon's talent as much as it is a, a vote in the confidence of Javante ha ha winning the job. Um, I've already heard a little bit of whispers in the bushes, uh, whatever sources, whatever conjecture, opinion, it's all going to be present in July for sure. Um, it's just that I think at this point in their careers, Javante is a more talented player. I think he's going to uh, be a better uh, uh, goal line guy. I think he's a better receiver. And obviously between the 20s, at least – again in my opinion but i think gordon still has gas left in the tank gordon very well could land in la uh, with the rams um he could end up being a journeyman at the end of his career a la of ap or a gore you know i mean he, he, despite losing a step or two i think he's still got great vision he's proved himself as a uh, more than adequate receiver uh but i just you know i think i'm more on if gordon's adp fell to like the end of the sixth beginning seventh maybe uh again reminder currently at six uh, third pick of the sixth round so yeah. i might raise him here i think that kind of correlates to maybe lowering javante a little i'm not gonna just rankings for the next two to four weeks i'm just we're not in that mode right now folks um but i think it only increases the odds of gordon is traded maybe even gets a starting job elsewhere so that has to be considered and again we're not drafting <laughs> you know at the end of july we're drafting at the end of august beginning of september etc so I, I think that's kind of the, the where i'm at with him right now so to recap you're kind of in the same boat as i am with kittle in the sense that you don't like him only in slightly different rounds you don't like slightly. him at the mm -hmm. beginning of the sixth but you'd rather have him at the beginning of the seventh blah 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 yep yep right and, and, oh. and i have him currently ranked significantly lower than that so i think he's going to come up a bit because I, th I think this this movement in rosters and personnel is going to mean something at the running back position because th this value has been pushed down at the position and sometimes you're looking for a bargain deal yeah we don't like the tj yeldons and the royce freemans and the at least i don't like the melvin gordons of the world but i've got to raise my opinion on him because of situation and again he's got some gas gas left i think he does, and I don't think I don't think the Broncos are getting Not, rid of him. I don't think I don't think the, they're trading him away to LA. I, they don't. They have I Mike Boone. Did we make behind. a Did we make a, a Snickers ice cream bar bet on them? No, nor am I going to. No, that's what exactly. That's honestly why I brought it up. I was like, I think, uh, I think it's it's July, and I think that's where I'm at with him. And I think it's going to be Javante's job, and I think Gordon is maybe okay. elsewhere. But it's a lot of it's a lot of speculation. Yeah. Right well, we can fight over that again. But I let's not. Wait. Let's I move on. Wait. Let's move on to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I, I like. The, uh, I like Josh the area. Is, I like the area of the draft. I like it. Josh Jacobs is currently going at the three hundred four. That mm -hmm. is, for those keeping uh, um, keeping tabs, he's going ADP wise one pick after George Kittle. And if you're following along at home, uh, my notes are more or less in draft order. 
Um, anyways, let's just start with the fact that I, I really liked Josh Jacobs coming out of Alabama, right? I didn't double check that. But it was playing for Alabama, Correct. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I thought him going to the Raiders were going was were was going to be a great move for him. Like, you know, I was like, wow, you know, like the Raiders have a bunch of um a bunch of guys that are just receive more or less receiving backs and so on and so on. You know, but like Josh Jacobs could come in and if he could catch the ball, like I mean, I was kind of on board with more or less what every um fantasy professional was saying. You know, like they're like, oh, you volume, know, like he's good he receiver, ball, volume, blah blah blah. You know, so on and so on. Well, his receiving work I has know. been very low, what, very 40, very 50 low. catches tops, less than that in a year. Yes, continue because it's all going. It was all going to DeAndre Washington and uh, uh, something. What's did they not have face? McKissick for a minute? I thought maybe they had McKissick or somebody like that. It for doesn't matter. Bit. It doesn't matter who they <laughs> name your so name your in, satellite back, right? So in in 2019, in his rookie season, Jacobs finished as the RB18. That's not bad, you know. But like right now, he's he's um. Let me see here, RB17 off the board. So right about in that neighborhood. That's not terrible, you know. At the 304 RB17, not bad. In 2018, he was the RB8. The problem with Jacobs' uh, 2020 finish is that. There were some guys that went ahead of him in draft boards that were injured. CMC, Saquon, Austin Eckler, in some draft boards, that is. Nick Chubb, Zeke. These guys all missed time due to injury or injuries of some sort. Zeke, in Zeke's case, it was offensive line. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys were all consensusly, that, yep, that's a word I made up, um, drafted <laughs> ahead of... Josh Jacobs last season and they all got injured and missed time. Therefore pushing Josh Jacobs up to RB eight. Otherwise he would have finished at like RB 14 or whatever. The I running back Zeke's numbers, like, like if you look at fantasy points mm -hmm. score, like, and that's of course is half PPR fantasy points scored last season. They were kind of down after like, after the top three, they were really, really down. The scoring was down so far because these guys got injured. You know, or in Zeke's case, dealt with team injuries. The board. Real NFL, fantasy, and fantasy football. Yeah. It was a it was a pretty bad year for RBs. Yeah, it was a pretty respect. bad year for running backs. Trust me. All of the, like, a <laughs> lot of those guys were on my fantasy team. Mm -hmm. Don't ask how it happens. It's in a, a, in a league where we let them get away with stacking a bunch of ridiculous running backs on top of each other. Anyway. <laughs> that was a fair trade. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, like, let's couple all that with the fact that the Raiders signed Kenyon Drake. They apparently, and this is all rumors. Don't get me wrong, but the, July and this, right, this right. it's July. But this also just sounds like John Gruden and the Raiders. They apparently love Kenyon Drake. I don't know why, but they love him. Do they love him? They for think that returns? he's a great <laughs> pass catching back. So once again, hey man, he's if produced, he is going, I mean, don't don't and 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 one of and one of Drake's much, things. But, yeah, I'm done. For real? Yes. Anyways, um, so one of the things that Kenyon Drake really uh, thrives on is getting, uh, you know, being in open space. And that's something that the Cardinals really struggle to do with him for some reason. But and the Raiders are that's what they want to do. They want to pass him the ball and try and get him in open space and everything. I don't know why they're not using Josh Jacobs that way. I don't know what Josh Jacobs did to John Gruden, but apparently he like kicked him in the shin and ran away and said, sucker. Um, I could think I of better receiving really backs than Kenyon Drake. I, 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 I think he's more of a one-cut guy at this point. He did have a pretty significant injury, did he not? Isn't he the other Achilles guy? 
I think he's the other Achilles guy. I don't know. I, I don't know. Fan. I don't have it written down. I'm so. pretty sure it's Achilles. We'll, we'll vet that later. So maybe. here's a here's Go also ahead. the problem with, with Josh Jacobs. Last year, at the end of the season, PFF did their annual rankings of how offensive lines finished according to all their overall rankings of each individual position at the offensive line. Hmm. The Raiders ended up with being 24th best. Where are they now? Moving into the 2021 season, they are 26. That has gone down. Yeah. Now they could easily outperform that. Don't mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. They easily could. They retooled it, and sometimes mm-hmm. that works. We're not the but folks someti- to but other times, like offensive line out there for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but at the same time, it was a real head scratcher of like why they decided to do that. It was like it looked like at times that it was actually working, and other times it didn't. But you know, there, there was like. I don't know what they were doing. They, I mean, this is also an offensive line last year that allowed Jacobs to only have 3.9 yards per attempt, which was 43rd best out of all rushers. That includes quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and yada, yada, too. So that's 43rd best. But here's guys that – here's running backs that – and these are like schmoes compared to where everyone thinks of Josh Jacobs as far as ADP – but Ronald Jones, he had 5.1 yards per attempt. Brian Hill, the no-name running oh, back goodness, out of Atlanta, yeah. 4.7. Wayne Gallman, who everyone thinks is Probably just got to have a qualifying used trash. Whatever. Yeah. What? Like amount of carries should be a qualifier there. These all had significant carries. Like over, over 100, 100 I believe, if off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, they, I, I went through. I, I, so, I, I, I used that as a, fair, like, fair, you had fair, to have yeah. at least 100 carries, you know? Fair, fair. Um, and Kenyon Drake was also another one. I'm sorry, I, I skipped over some names. That's fine. Kenyon Drake was another one. He had four yards per carry. That's only 0.1 more yards per carry, per attempt. But still, Kenyon Drake was better than Josh Jacobs. So, I'm just, what I'm saying is, is just like, you know, I think I'd rather just wait on Jacobs, and if I miss out on him, that's cool because it, as of right now, granted, it's still, you know, it's July twenty second as a recording this, and the twenty third is when it and gets released. And we've got Cam Akers is, you know, right mathematically still, that pushes every every other running back up x amount of spots. I can't I, I can't spot, do that math yes, for I you. It. Well, I mean, I guess theoretically one spot, but that's not there. It moves him up one spot theoretically. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> But, okay, and so here's the thing, too, is at the 304, here's, okay, so if you didn't take a running back in the first round, and say you took Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, whatever, pick one of those two. Yep. Maybe you I'm took following. Travis Kelsey, you know? Ooh, and then I'm you, following. and then you, and then, like, so now in the second, the you took a running back, wow. which might have been, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Are you going to end up with Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire as your as your two starting running backs? I don't think so, man. Like I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Don't get me wrong. We talked about him real quick, like a couple weeks ago. But I want him to be my two. I want Jacobs hand, to be my about three it. at best. But on the but other it's hand, it's not going to happen. So they're talking about at the a right receiver. Price, I would take Josh Jacobs. I would yeah. not. But at the beginning of the third, no thanks. Oh, I, I'm there with you on, on on Jacobs. I could even be like talking about start talking about fourth round. And I that's start, what I'm I, saying. I, I, I start not actually smiling. I know it seems like a small difference, folks, but bear with me. Um, and the last thing I was going to say is you were uh, the only pushback I was going to give was that you were talking about a scenario where you went wide receiver or tight end for or Kelsey. You went wide receiver or Kelsey first. Fast catcher. So exactly. So that does. You're putting us to task there with CEH and I like it because 
I'm kind of rising on him a little bit, but I understand your 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 uh, a Jacobs correlation there. And I just gave my opinion about I'd rather have him in the fourth, and I don't feel great about Dobbins either. And then we're in the Najee territory, and it's like, oh my goodness, I don't. I just want to go. I want to go more pass catcher there, which I think goes back to the point I'd rather go. Running, running back, back running back, or you know, yeah, yeah, except like that. for yeah. that Kelsey conversation because that Kelsey conversation is very tempting, and I, that's all I got. Oh, what, who's your next guy that you? Oh, I'm like, up on the right price. I feel like so like excited and prepared and unprepared all at the same time. Uh, my next guy is Kenny Galladay. Uh, we've got an ADP of the seventh pick of the fifth round. That's five point zero seven for those that are listening at home. Danny Dimes actually Danny Dimes actually does throw a, a nice deep ball. I know okay. there is a ton of pushback on Danny Dimes, and I am not a fan. So let's move real, on. Real quick. Yep. Which wide receiver off the board is that? Hmm. That's the um, it's probably what like twenty six. It's similar to where I have him ranked. Give me two quick seconds. Sorry, um, I just wanted to like, like 20, I just wanted right to like put him in the, put that in the context. Like, I have I a like, wide so receiver 23, the ADP uh-huh. page that I'm using currently. I don't think, does it let me switch to positionally? Yes. Oh, where is that again? Also, a word that he just made up that is absolutely grammatically correct. Positionally? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. He, so uh, I think it's in that territory. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, forgive me if I don't have that exactly in front of me. but It's cool. Um, Keep going. Galladay, uh, he's going to get a nice share of red zone targets. I think we all can agree there. Uh, it's what he does best, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like Kenny G should be more like a mid-wide receiver two, not a fringe wide receiver two or outside of the top 24 of receivers. Uh, I am fine with Galladay as my wide receiver two, wide receiver two if I'm going to say if I'm going to say go running back heavy in the first four rounds or better yet as my wide receiver mm-hmm. three. Um is like if I go, so I just said wide receiver three, four rounds. So I go running back, receiver, receiver, and then Galladay, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about that target share. Uh, let's play a little bit of name game with Galladay. Galladay or Mike Davis? Davis, because he's a running back. Is it at least kind of a tough pill to swallow there? Knowing the talent of Galladay? I understand the situation. No, because Mike Davis is probably going to be my RB3. <laughs> Are you messing with me? What? In Atlanta, Mike Davis? What? He would be like my RB3 if he's going, if his ADP oh, right now not... is in the fifth round, he would you. be like my I RB3. You. I got you. Similar and to I would Galladay. rather have him be Similar my RB3 than being Galladay a... be my wide receiver too. To my point. Yeah, good point. I did, I did, or my I did, or my wide receiver three even. How about uh, Galladay or Hawkinson? Galladay, because I want to wait on tight end at that point. Julio, for tight end Julio me. or Galladay? Julio, but not by much because we're going to talk Ooh. about Julio next. Man, you should have just you should. That's a wide receiver two on a team. That's that's. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you completely at all. Quite. With a bet with a better quarterback, and well, we'll talk about their quarterback later too. Let's move on. That's all I got on Galladay. Do you have any other anything anything else you want on Galladay? I know Julio Jones here. His current ADP is. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's interesting that yeah, but uh, no, that's what I got on Galladay. I didn't want to spend too much time on him. I just think it, it's a it's I wouldn't even call it a finite adjustment, but a guy with a sixteen point eight yards 
per catch career. I understand his touchdowns haven't looked stellar in three out of his four-year career, but that one year. And I just I think they saw what they needed to see, and I think last year is a mulligan for him. We all understood that he just okay. He, so one of, one of Galladay's seasons, it was in, so he was hurt more or less all of last year. Um, other than four games in 2019 Stafford missed half the year mm-hmm. and in 2018 he was a rookie so you yeah you can say he has low touchdown uh totals but small that's sample why. size small sa- that's exactly what I'm saying small sample size like I think he might even got hurt in the f- okay not hurt his first his rookie year was very uh they felt like he was a little unpolished they wanted him to sit a little bit he did not start uh every single game he uh more also like nine, had a, nine also, games or six games. I don't have it in front of me, but that's what more or less happened in his rookie year. So it's almost like a mulligan in 2020 and a mulligan in, I'm sorry, math is hard. 2017, 2018, his first year. Uh, and then you have that nice year. Man, I'm in the tired middle. one. Gee, but um, I just, assuming there's not going to be some upheaval at quarterback, assuming they're not going to be absolute garbage dog poop of a team. Defense wasn't so awful last year. I just think the guy's getting enough targets that he he does he needs to be considered more like a low end wide receiver, two high end wide receiver, three, and it kind of. But he's already a. Low that's end where you wide have him actually. Two. I have him a couple higher. I'm at like twenty three. You have him at like twenty six, which would slot right in. That where... would be a wide receiver three, not a. Low I was. End two. That's what I was saying. Is to be to be clear, you have him in that area. I have him a couple picks higher. And his ADP is wide receiver 21 off the board, by the way. I don't think I want to go there. I don't think I want to go to 21, but yeah. Okay. okay. Let's move on to Julio real quick. Um, Julio. Julio. Uh, His current ADP is uh, the third pick of the fourth round, and that is the 403. Um, He is wide receiver 14 off the board. A little rich for me. I love Julio. Don't get me wrong. You know Mm -hmm. I love Julio. Mm -hmm. Julio's Mm -hmm. awesome. Like... Um, I'm pretty sure Julio could kill a man. I would, I would still love him. <laughs> um, I guess depending on the, who that person is, but you know, still, mm-hmm. um, here's, here's the thing. Like he's, like I said, he's going to the beginning of the fourth. You just kind of put me in a task a little bit on Kenny Galladay over Julio. I said Julio and I'm not so sure at this moment at the moment. And here's why I think I might want to change my answer because I think I just, I'm looking at my notes here and I'm like, I don't know. I might be, it might be Kenny Galladay. Okay, so here's what I have written down. He's going ahead of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, weirdly, um, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. I'm sorry, Rob Julio's and going Robert in front Woods? of Amari. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the guy who's telling everybody he's still not ready to go. But whew, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he's not ready to go in July. Whatever, I don't Fair. care. It's not September. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And Julio's been a great guy to have on your fantasy rosters for years. But that was we're a year or two removed from that. And Coolio was getting like 130, 140 targets per year Mm -hmm, per mm -hmm. season in Atlanta. sometimes more than that. And you know how many uh, targets that AJ Brown, the Titans wide receiver, because if, okay, let me backtrack just a quick second. Julio got, uh, Julio was traded to the Tennessee Titans. If you did not know that. Well, in 2020, A.J. Brown averaged only 8.3 targets per game. It's not good. That is a total of... If A.J. Brown would have played all 16 games last season because he missed like three games, he would have ended up with 133 targets. 
That is the wide receiver one for the Tennessee Titans. Do you okay? So let's move on to what Corey Davis did last year. And before Fair, you interrupt absolutely. me, before you interrupt, I do think that Julio now is still more talented than Corey Davis. Yes, I get that. And so, yeah, we could probably up these targets totals for 2020 a little bit more because he's Julio mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. Corey Davis. But mm-hmm. Corey Davis only had 92 targets last year, and that's an average of 5.57 targets a game. That's also not good. Even if you up it to eight yard, eight targets a game, like AJ Brown had last season, I still think Matt Ryan's a more talented quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. You know, and yeah. that, wow, that's a that's a before and after for Wheel of Fortune, Matt Ryan Tannehill. Anyways, um, sorry, just thinking out loud. It's so and funny so you maybe just... like hit enter at the wrong time. To... <laughs> Your statement was so off putting. Go ahead. Not in a bad and, way. And in so a funny I way. just wanted to say that, like, even last year when Julio shortened season, if you take his, if you take his, um, his nine, I'm sorry, his, his, um, targets per game last season and where he was, he was a little banged up, even in the games he did play, he was still banged up. He would have gotten a, about 121 targets last year. That's mm-hmm. still more than he's probably going to, like, he has a potential of getting in Tennessee this season. So mm-hmm. for all that reasons, I don't really want Julio on my team, but I want him lower. And I, I think I want him lower We're, than, and I maybe need to change my rankings. I think I want him lower than Kenny Galladay. You know, uh, I just lost Kenny Galladay's ADP. I think Kenny's all. I'm the one who's I saying think Kenny Galladay's ADP is too low. So I think we're we might be meeting in the middle, so to speak. Yeah. Are you are you done there? The only the only little bit of pushback I'll give there from a from a devil's advocate perspective is can we not agree that both me and you and also from like a NFL personnel running a good team perspective that Henry should probably get less carries? And can we also agree that maybe Tannehill's a little better than we thought a year and a half ago? Oops, I just hit a button. Like that, that's, that's all true, what, but it, just because just because be Derrick Henry there. gets less carries doesn't mean they don't run other running backs and they just run the same amount. You yeah, know, I I would I I think they, I think they really the like Derrick. I think Evans. the head coach has I don't want to say necessary full autonomy, but I I think the head coach more or less pulls the reins, and I think they want to go. I'm just, they're not going pass heavy. They're still going to be run heavy. They'll still be able to be top five or ten easily. I just here's think okay. Here's the thing that I just think they might need to throw a little bit more to be a successful team. I think they might need to throw a little bit more to be a successful team. But go ahead, you you were you were going down that path. Um, here's a scenario where they could be more pass heavy. Is that instead of just relying on Derrick Henry to carry the load because it's AJ Brown and mm-hmm. you know Ryan Tannehill there and there's no Johnu Smith anymore. It is Anthony Ferkser, a guy who we both kind of like as a real deep dark sleep, sleeper at tight end. But now you have Julio, and you have a more reliable, that's you know, option. And so, like and so, if their defense is wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So, if their defense is bad as it was last year, that could lead them to throwing the ball more often instead of just leaning on. Oh, we're down by we're down by twenty one. We're still going to run the ball because we got Derrick Henry. You couldn't know, agree more. yep, yep, yep. We'll, we'll, so yeah, it's July. We'll wait and see. But I couldn't agree more. There, there's there's something to be determined there. And I also don't like Julio that high. <laughs> Again, I was playing devil's advocate. Wide receiver 14 is is where I'm kind of like, man, that seems. I got, I like, I have to take, a... I don't even like Evans that much, but I have to take Evans and Cooper and Godwin over him. And I also like the Rams guys. And Robert Woods too. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And like, I'm like, wow, this, this is a, this Dude, is it's a almost crime like against we humanity. That, and, and okay. And I wrote all that down before. <laughs> 
Um, uh, man, now you got me saying the wrong name. Uh, Cam Akers got injured, so the, I'm, I, I think those ADPs will rise with those two. Yep. But yep. as of right now, and we'll call it July 23rd, yeah. Yep. Who's your next guy? For the sake of time, I'm going to touch a guy that I barely just touched on for a quick second. When I'm sorry, this... did you just say you were going to touch a guy? Maybe. Maybe tonight. Uh, we might. Need, I might need a refill. But anyway, um, Adam Thielen, uh, ADP 4.12. That's the 12th pick. Of, I mean, let's call it what it is, folks. It's the end of the fourth round, beginning of the fifth. Um, you know, he's going to be 31 when the season starts. Got to get that out of the way. That is not a positive side of the argument. That's a negative side of the argument. The argument against Thielen is the impending touchdown regression. Is Um, that a positive regression? Maybe. (laughs) You don't even know anymore, do you? (laughs) I don't. I'm so turned around. It's like I'm in the multiverse. I have no idea what's going on. I argue that the Vikes have done next. Progression is regression and positive regression is a negative. And uh, I don't know anymore. (laughs) Up the downside, right? Uh, I'm going to argue that the Vikes have done next to nothing at wide receiver and tight end. Rudolph is winding down his career. Uh, well, how did that skip to that line? Rudolph is winding down his career, but he showed he's still a viable red he's zone weapon. He's not with the Vikings anymore. He's That's where Giants. I'm going with this. That's where okay. I'm going with this. Sorry. Even when they started phasing him out in 2019, he still showed something to 2019. Not so much last year. I think there was a lot of injury and kind of disgruntledness there. But uh, now, of course, he's with, now, of course, he's with the Giants. Uh, they continue to have one of the better running attacks in the league. Uh, they were six uh, in run versus pass ratio with 47.6. That means you ran 46, 47.6% of the time. I know, folks, huh. that's that's sixth nowadays. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Folks, wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, third in yards per carry at 5.0. Uh, they are uh, a competent franchise with a competent, maybe a good quarterback. I expect points and opportunities for Thielen as the 1B slash 2A to Jefferson's 1A. And I think you might see, I understand we, we don't like to predict touchdowns. I understand touchdown regression may be coming, but I'm going to put my stamp on here that at the, at the end of the fourth, like I could see similar to Galladay Thielen. Sure. If he falls a tad and I can get him as my wide receiver three in that particular draft scenario. Yeah. I like the touchdown upside there. Yeah. Jefferson can't do it all, man. And we we do not like it. They're tied in. We do not like. Do you remember fans. last year, like going into the the twenty twenty fantasy season, or like and even NFL season? They're like, yeah, Justin Jefferson, he's a great slot receiver. And then Justin Jefferson says, "Hold my beer, I'm gonna slot receiver the crap out of this." And the guy is like holding his beer. He's like, "I don't even know what that means, but he just did that." And, and Thielen, you did know, it with, like, and Thielen did with Diggs a year or two ago. Remember that. Everybody's like, oh, I thought Thielen's yeah. moving to the slot. I don't know. And they just racked up a ton of targets and catches and still got a decent amount of touchdowns, I feel like, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, I understand I like 31. Thielen, don't get but me wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely. I like I'm him. on board with you that that I like him more as a. Like a Julio. Man, my, like my, a wife, my, my running back group that had better be a good, real right. solid three deep right. for Thielen right. to be my RB or my wide receiver, too. I do that all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, but that's all, all right. I got. That's all I got on Thielen. Let, let's cool. for sake of time. Here's my last guy. Yeah, my last guy is Ryan Fitzpatrick, also known as Fitz Magic, also known as the guy who has stew in his beard. Yes, he is currently getting drafted at thirteen ten. You know what that means? That's the end of the thirteenth round. How Ooh. can you say, can you say 
at the right price. Oh, I think that price is just about right. Yeah. Just right about right. See what I did there? I took a guy and I was like, I love this guy's position right here. I cheated because it's our rules and I don't like to follow rules. There you go. <laughs> just ask my boss. He hates me. <laughs> um, I don't agree. Uh, Fitzmagic being the 20th QB off the board because mm. that's where that's where he's going at at ADP 1310. But what I do agree with is his draft price, and this is how I like to draft quarterbacks. This is one of those players wait, maybe we shouldn't talk wait, about. So his ADP stays and I wait, the same. And I wait and I wait and I wait. And yes, I am shoehorning <laughs> a PSA into this. Oh, but sorry. Usually, okay. So usually, this is what I do: is that I go into a draft and I have a quarterback in mind that I can get after round 10, uh, like the 10th rounder later. And that's the guy I'm looking for. And how do I do that? As I usually look at their week one schedule, Brian Fitzpatrick is not going to be probably an every week streaming or an every week starting quarterback. He's not. It's just how he goes. He sometimes has bad games against bad opponents. He has good games against great opponents. Sometimes it is hard to predict, but this year he is starting week one at home in Washington against the San Diego Chargers. You might say, well, you know, the Chargers were an okay defense last year. They lost Melvin Ingram, who was one of their best pass rushers. They also lost their best corner, arguably their best corner, Casey Hayward in free agency. So there's a potentiality. Yep, once again, made up that word, and it's totally legit now, um, that it could be a really great game for Fits magic here against a potentially lesser Chargers defense, and I'm happy with taking him in the third, the thirteenth round as my week one starter. You know, like I'm not investing any draft capital in him, or I'm barely in investing draft capital in him. So if he, you know, goes out and like you know lays a fourteen point game, I haven't really lost all that much. I'm still getting some points out of him. Yeah, there's that potential of him only scoring like nine points or whatever because he just he has that YOLO, you know, kind of play style. But with those other with those other 12 picks, you know what I've done? I have now loaded up at running back and wide oh, receiver yeah. with a tight end in there somewhere. So even if I swing and a miss in week one with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the idea is that the rest of my team is solid enough to withstand a, um, a bit of a down week from my starting quarterback. And then I go to the waiver wire and pick up a, a different one for a week or two. And I'm still loaded at running back and wide receiver. I've, I'm like, I've been, I've been so ahead of this, like this mm -hmm. trend. I don't, and I don't understand how everyone Both was so slow to, I'm not to trying to catch up horn, to it, but I just think it's, I think it's nonsense if people are, yeah, I, I assume it rises. I, okay, I, I, I think get we're that. okay I get even that if his ADP point. rises like two rounds. I think we're still probably taking him in the tenth to eleventh, right? I yeah, mean, I, I get at some point when when someone's just like, "Man, I really like um, J Joe Burrow in the ninth round. I don't really like anyone else oh, available sure. right now." No, I'm all about that. You know, life. I get yeah, 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 it. Or yeah. I like I like Lamar Jackson his running ability, and it's now the very sometimes. end of the seventh. You miss, you sometimes. know, like somebody else takes him in the eighth. Okay, and now and now you're left holding the bag, and you're like, I will fall. Back and always on have a backup magic plan, too, folks. What's Just that? in case you're the quarterback you were targeting, uh, you know, gets drafted way yeah. earlier. And mm -hmm. also, if teams start taking a backup quarterback, it's now time to draft a a quarterback because you might get left with. Again, left holding. You back. know, Sam, um, Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback for week oh. one, and he might be playing against the best defense in the league. You know, oh. like, <laughs> right. On that note, are you taking a second quarterback? 
when you take when you take Fitzpatrick? Not usually, no. Um, I think he starts all sixteen. There's nothing behind him. You know, there's there no, really isn't. There's no threat this time. Not like with Tua and 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 other times in his career. Um, I think he's due for the best best year of his career. I know that's saying um, something. I'm not going to go some best. Years. And I understand where you're coming from because that where you're coming from because that is the pushback in terms of the inconsistencies and the interceptions and whatnot. But I just harken back to that what that New York Jets year was pretty prolific. I don't know what his interceptions. Well, that, were that was another year, point but, that I, I'm sorry I didn't I didn't make is that. You know, like the the Washington football team has really built a team that yeah, is absolutely. made for a Ryan Fitzpatrick play First style, and foremost, which is and throw the ball game. deep, mm-hmm. and and they have they have uh, a speeder a, a speeder a speed burner with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, who as mm-hmm. we covered last week has mm-hmm. a four three nine um, forty time, and, and granted that was like three or four years ago, so he's probably slowed down just a touch. Um, they drafted Diami Brown out of um, that team that he played for in college. Uh, Question mark. I Notre don't Dame? remember off the top of my head. Thank What's that? You. Notre Dame. I said it as a question on purpose. Now I can't remember. Continue. Uh, North Carolina? I don't remember. Any regardless, they have three fast wide receivers, which is great for Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're not going to You're right. and Ryan Fitzpatrick, what? North Carolina. Yes. Score one for Josh. You beat me. Dang it. <laughs> That's uh, I, I did there. do I did do uh, research on Ryan Fitzpatrick here, and Diami Brown was part of it. And the very last the very last point here is that PFF has uh, the Washington Football Team's offensive line graded as 17th best entering into the 2021 season, but that could easily easily improve over like the course of this season or even before the season starts. Hey, they man, they d- invested good, draft capital great... in Sam Cosme out of Texas. Mm-hmm. They have their center, um, Chase Rolier or whatever, who according to PFF has improved in every one of his first four seasons in the NFL. They traded for Eric Flowers, who may or may not be an every week starter at left tackle, but definitely prov- prov- um, provides depth behind their current guy, who I don't remember who it is off the top of my head. So yeah, like, Fitz is Fitz potentially, and they still have um um oh but Brandon Sheriff at right guard go Hawks. There you go. Um, he's tops at least probably top five, top ten. Isn't he in the league? Yeah, I he's think. one of the he's one of the yeah, best. He's, he's, he's been one of the best good, guards yeah. in the league. So yeah, like Fitz is going to potentially have room have time to throw. So the only my only problem with Fitz, and this is not him per se, but it's Antonio Gibson, is that. I couldn't find a lot of, um, and I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I couldn't find a lot of examples of Ryan Fitzpatrick really dumping the ball off a lot to the running backs. He's more of a let's chuck it downfield and see what happens sort of guy. Um, gotcha. So that yeah. might that might not bode well for Antonio Gibson, but that's something uh, that to look into for a later show. This for is sure an odd wrinkle, kind of kind of weird oh, to mention, it, but uh, Flowers is actually slotted to start at left guard right now the i i assume the left tackle you were referring to was charles leno jr sorry folks i have no idea who that is no i have i have west uh schweitzer written down here as left fair tackle. fair they've got him at back who i think guard. is who it's i think july. is currently injured <laughs> okay that might be why he's listed at backup left guard for some weird reason and maybe it's, they're putting maybe they're putting and maybe they're trying eric flowers out yeah. of guard just to be like well you're good enough to maybe get a starting uh job and we don't have a tackle yep. job for you so maybe you could try on a guard 
And Fitzpatrick is a vet. He's going to be able to get rid of the ball even behind a mediocre slash good offensive line. Sometimes I wonder if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets the ball uh, hiked to him, and then instead of mm-hmm. letting, letting the route develop and just chucking it downfield, he just throws it as far as he can and is like, well, mm-hmm. maybe they'll catch up to it. Quick, quick last thing I want to say because we need to move on about uh, Washington football team and uh, in particularly Fitzpatrick is the backup is Tyler Hineke, Taylor Hineke, and he did pretty decent last year, like in a super flex. That's worth mentioning. Like if there were, you know, for goodness gracious sakes, an injury to happen, I believe in this staff and this offense this year, and I think they could make that guy. Is Kyle Allen still there? Yes, he's the third at this point. At this point in July. Yeah, he might get a he might get a, he might get a spot start over um, Haneke uh, over Fitzmagic if Fitzmagic is really playing that bad. Hey, we're getting a full slate. I don't, I don't know we're if he's going to. And once again, games. we're getting a full slate. And once again, games. one quick thing is that mm-hmm. this is a guy to start week one at you know, and if he does great, great. Maybe look at him again in week two. That's what I do with running uh, running back. That's what I do with quarterbacks. I draft mm-hmm. for the first week. And then I don't care about it until I worry about week two and week two it's time to worry about week two. I'm not looking at a season long because in redraft, I, especially, even in a, even absolutely that also comes with a caveat though, is that if, if, if you have 16 out of six out of your, you like half of your league taking backup quarterbacks, you might want to start thinking about drafting two of them as well, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there might not be, there might be real slim pickings out there for yep. streaming quarterbacks. That was why so you I just have to that, kind of feel the draft room. Second QB conversation in, in a, in a single quarterback league. Yeah. Um, I got two guys well, who's, to go who's your last guy? and for the sake of time, I'm going to push, push hard uh, by all means. Give me your two cents when you can. Um, I've got Tyre Lockett at ADP 5.11. That's very close to the end. Uh, that's the end of the fifth. I understand Larkin is largely viewed as a inconsistent kind of boom best player. Um, so this has to be mentioned first and foremost. I'm not trying to, you know, gloss over that. He's going around QBs though. And like Edmonds in, in Arizona, uh, the aforementioned Galladay, Mike Davis. This is the area of the draft we're talking about. He could be your wide receiver three. If you go wide receiver heavy with your first three, uh, 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 with three of your first four picks, you're looking at Lockett as your wide receiver four at the end of the fifth. Are you? I mean, are you kidding me? What this guy's done with his career—it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of silly, honestly. Maybe not his first year of his career, but uh, I just think any receiver can be volatile and can be inconsistent due to environment, coach, QB, philosophy, etc. We talk about Seattle not wanting to let Russ cook uh, halfway through the season or what have you. I get it; it's a thing. It happens. Uh, Lockett has shown in the past couple of seasons he is a, leg- a, leg- uh, a legit threat both downfield and in the slot. Go ahead. Are you pro or against his current spot? I am pro. I'm arguing he might even be able to take him a bit higher. If there's just a bit more consistency from the defense, I mean, they gave up the second most passing yards in the league last year, and just a tad more passing volume, you know? I mean, I'm not talking they need to break their philosophy or just go hog wild and go Kansas City Chiefs or what have you, but... Uh, just a tad more volume there. He's averaged 79.6 catches, call it 80, 1,025 yards, and 9.3 touchdowns in the past three seasons. And I understand it's a bumpy road sometimes, but if he's available at the end of the fifth, beginning of the sixth, pull the trigger. I just I think it's a it's a great value to have there. And if you could possibly be the type of player where you have a great flex option behind him, I think you've got a great team in front in front of him. Honestly, uh, maybe offset the balance uh, with your roster by drafting more of a consistent wide receiver three slash four there for that flex position. That's where I'd go with him. 
I know you like Tyler Lockett. I don't. I know you don't. You used to. I like going back and like what are we talking four year like in the beginning, first couple of years, you were holding out a little bit of hope. I remember that. Like vacantly in my brain. I think but you he's, liked him. He's, You're right. No, he's proven to be volatile. But and so I don't some want other receivers in, in this area, man, like a Galladay. And I we're don't not want sure. them either. If it, I could make the argument of, of why take him there. It sounds you like could, you're making the argument of going receiver early and running back late, and we both know you're not doing that. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm jumping looking, to conclusions. I'm just saying. Okay, There's his, an area of the draft. 20, his, his 2019 season was a little bit better than the last year. But even then, and that once again, this is half PPR. Mm-hmm. It is two games less than 13 points. Boom game. D- uh, mediocre to duds. Boom game. Uh, dud, 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 dud. He started dud, very boom strong. Game. Dud, dud. You know, like. He started very strong and he got hurt in like week six or something, if I recall my research. Um, I just, I was, that was 2019. And, my point is receiver is much deeper than 2018, back. he definitely got hurt. And then he mm-hmm. was a little bit more consistent in 2018. But then DK Metcalf came along, who is a much better wide receiver than Tyler. I think that's all baked into a 5-11-80p, man. I just, I don't know. Again, if he's my wide receiver too, I'm worried, but that's not where you're getting him. You know where Tyler, you know, and you know what kind of locket or locket, you know, kind of league Tyler Lockett's really good in best ball. And that's about the only place he, that's about the only place he deserves to be on your team because then you just get the, oh, that's taking it ridiculously far. Where do you have him ranked? You don't have him that much lower than me. (laughs) Yeah. And he probably deserves to be lower. I was just being kind of nice to him. I, I I think you're wrong. I think you're dead wrong. And I I don't agree with you either. We can disagree. That's fine. I'm fine with disagreeing with you. You know, um, I my mean, last guy. It's, if you were if you were sitting if you were sitting in the room with me here, I mean, I wouldn't be strangling you over it. I would just be like, okay, well, I'm just don't believe him, folks. Absolutely, we don't all need to agree or disagree. It's July. This is all very fluid at this point. I just think he's a great value there. You got anybody else tonight? Um, I, I have some honorable mentions. How about that? Oh. Just, real, just real quick. Um, Jonathan Taylor. Once again, I think he's too high. Damian Harris, though. Or running back for the New England mm-hmm. Patriots. I love him at the 607. Um, I think he's just right there. A real great if you went running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I think he's going to be a real great um, running back, too. Probably not going to get a lot of um, receiving work. He's more of just a pure runner than a pass catcher, but that doesn't mean that he can't, that sort of thing. And then my last guy is my last honorable mention is James Robinson at the 405. Still, because it's July, I still think it's still a little too high. But mm-hmm. if there's if there's some reports coming out that they're doing like a split backfield sort of thing, you know, with Travis Etienne and everything, maybe that's a proper thing. Uh, the only the thing I have thing to say about James Robinson or that situation in general is that I know we talk about a lot of opinion and conjecture come July and really August. Uh, but I'd like to see some training camp. I'd like to see some preseason. Yep. I'd like to see some talk about both these running backs in, in Jackson. Exactly. And it think right now where, I don't know. where we I don't know. ranked is fine. I do not know. Yeah, for both of us, yep. Um, do you have any honorable mentions at all? I do not. I do not. Uh, well, Carson no? Wentz. Carson Wentz is, is yeah. an honorable I mention. I you had one. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I had him queued up. Uh, ADP 11.11. Um, I mean, we're talking about a kind of a sandwich of a year. Mm-hmm. Ricky year wasn't all that great. I think the obvious argument angle is here how you feel about Wentz's health and his surrounding cast from, from Philly. And Which, as a Colts fan, poor. I'm not exactly enthused about his surrounding cast. 
Oh, well, I, I, meant, I meant how you felt about how he performed when he was down in Philly and then when he was up in Philly. I think when oh, he was down in Philly, he was very unhealthy. Okay. I also think he had a pretty poor surrounding cast. I think that Super Bowl 20, uh, 2017 Super Bowl team deteriorated very quickly, both in front office personnel and roster. Or that's the same mm-hmm. thing. Sorry. So are you too high or too low on, on Wentz then? I think he's a great value at his current ADP at 11.11. Okay. I think he's in the same conversation as the uh, Fitzpatrick's and uh, Matt Ryan's. Cool. I, 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 I think I'm right there with you. I will. If, I want to see. If you're see, waiting, if you're really waiting on QB, I think he's going to be a really great streamer at points this year, and I think a lot of people out are not going to be taking him as a starting and, quarterback for their week and, one. Thing. And Fitzmagic no, was thirteenth round. Colts are what? And Fitzmagic was thirteenth round, right? Yep. Obviously, you feel better about Fitzpatrick, right? Today. Zang. I'm probably there. I have to pull up my rankings, but that's neither here nor there. Let's wind it up. Wind it up. Wind it down. Let's wind it down. (laughs) Let's wind it up to wind on down. Um, This, of course, has been Amazing Fantasy Football. If you are watching us in YouTube format, you can always check out our podcast format wherever podcasts are available. That even includes um, Samuel, who is going to be located behind your local sleazy Carl's Jr., and he will have it in podcast format. Yes, we give it to Samuel. To, to, I don't know why he goes by Samuel, not Samuel. Probably better Samuel than Google Podcasts, though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> happy with Google Podcasts right now because no offense, last folks. week I posted the episode, and I think it went up around, like, Sunday night. It's been a Monday little ridiculous. Morning. I love yeah, a lot of other Google ridiculous. products, but this has been a little silly. It is. So uh, we really encourage you to check out our podcast in, on like Spotify or Podcast Addict. And if you're looking at uh, listening to us in Podcast Addict, please leave a writing, rating and review. If you are listening to us in podcast format, you can always check us out on YouTube where you can leave comments and you can give us a rating, a like, subscribe, that sort of thing. We really appreciate it because we love you, but I don't love him. So, you know. Apparently, there's somebody in the room. I'll with get them. it one of these days. I'll get the, I'll get the finger point one of these right one of these days. Um, and so then, Chris, I I want you to have a good day. I'm gonna have an amazing day. You too, brother. Bye, everybody. Everyone else, have a goodbye.